Good evening. It is great to have all of you here. There are certain phrases that can bring us joy, things we love to hear. Something like from an employer, you got the job. Something like from a doctor, it's benign. A really great one is when you ask someone to marry you and they say, yes. There are universal things. There are also personal things. Imagine there are things within your family that you love to hear. Just like within ours, my family loves to hear, we're going to have Ron Swanson burgers tonight. My kids love to hear, you don't have to clean your room right now. There are certain things that are universal, and there are things that are personal to us and to our family. And tonight, we're going to take a few moments to see something that the Lord says in the book of Joel that is cause for rejoicing. It is cause for us to have a huge smile on our face, a huge relief in our spirit, and hopefully a desire to follow. This is what the Lord says in verse 12 of Joel chapter 2. Even now, those are the words, even now. They are extremely profound words because they come on the heels of a whole lot of rebellion, darkness, sin, and turning away from God. And yet those words, even now. And and what they mean is something along the lines of this. You cannot go too far away from God. You cannot rebel too much. You cannot turn your back on him too many times. Because those words will come from him even now. And I think one of the hard things for me and probably for every one of us here is that we do not really understand personally and practically that kind of forgiveness. Because, well, I don't know about you. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands. Have you ever written anybody off? Have you ever decided it's just too much, there's no way? You see, for us, saying even now can be really, really challenging, if not impossible. My youngest son, since he was pretty little, I've been throwing him up in the air. I throw him up, and I catch him. I throw him up, and I catch him. And he just giggles, and he laughs, and the sound is so incredibly beautiful and joyous. Up and down, up and down. Well, I could throw that kid up a hundred times. Now he's three. And last week I was throwing him up, and I couldn't get ten times. About the fifth time, I'm like, oh, my arms are hurting, my muscles are sore, I think there's no way. And he looks at me and he goes, more. And so I do it again, like, oh, One more. That's it. My muscles just can't keep doing it. And that's how I feel like my forgiveness muscles are. 
There's just so many times, there's only so many times I can, I can forgive or I can let it go or I can, I can try to have that relationship again. I can just, but God's words are even now. That's what he says to his church. That's what he says to you. No matter how many times you've turned away. No matter what thoughts you might have had that you know are atrocious and awful and you'd never want to share with anybody. His words are still even now. And he keeps going in this passage to say, return to me. Return to me with all your heart. That's hard. Again, I don't know about you, but I know when I have turned and rebelled and I've sinned, it can be hard for me to turn back to the Lord because I feel the guilt. And yet God is saying, I want you to return with me with all your heart. Come back to me. And then he gives some physical ways with fasting and weeping and mourning. And it's not those actions that somehow make God go, okay, you're all right now. You've fasted enough. Okay, you've proven yourself. You've mourned enough. Those are enough tears. All right, fill up this bowl with tears. Then, then you can have forgiveness. Those actions aren't somehow God saying, here's the bar. It is God saying, these are ways that you return. Because what do we do when we feel really badly? Have you ever wept? Have you ever hurt because of something you did that you wished you really wouldn't have done? God is saying, let that out. That's part of your heart. Return to me with all your heart. Rend your heart, not your garments. When Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew is talking about giving, and he says, I want you to give and not tell people about it. Because here's the thing. If I give to the church let's say I get up here and I write a $5,000 check and I give it to the church but before I do it I announce it to all of you and some of you go wow he is really generous wow I can't believe our pastor would do that that's all the praise I'm going to get it's not going to come from God because God wants the inside not the outside You can rend your garments. That's okay. As long as rending your garments is an expression of actually rending your heart. Because that's what he's really looking for. Return to me with all your heart. Return to the Lord your God. For, hear these words, church. He is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and abounding in love and relents from sending calamity. Here's the interesting thing about that phrase right there, where it starts gracious, compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love. That phrase, back in the book of Exodus, Moses wanted to see God. And God said, you can't see me, but I'll let you, we'll go to this little cleft in the rock, and I'm going to pass by you, we're going to cover you up, and I'm going to announce my name. And he goes by Moses and he says, Yahweh, Yahweh. And then he says this, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. That is actually God's name. That's who he is. And when we turn back to him, 
And that's what all of the season of Lent is about. The season of Lent is about turning back to God. Not letting our sin be a barrier between us and Him. Because the only time our sin is a barrier between us and God is when we make it a barrier between us and God. Because here, our God is saying, return to me with all your heart. Because guess what? I abound in love and forgiveness and mercy. Come back to me. There's a book that we've read to all of our kids, except for apparently our last one, because I can't find the book. Maybe we read it when he was a little bit younger. I'm not really sure. But the book is called Know David. Some of you may know the book. It's a great book. And the story is of little David, and each page is David doing something wrong. He walks through the house with mud on his shoes. He's jumping on his bed. One I can just barely look at it even now, is a giant picture of David's face and he's got a finger up his nose. Just all these things that he's doing wrong. And it's just over and over and over. And what you hear throughout the book is, no, David, no, David, David, no, no, David, no. Until you get to the end where David is dressed in a little baseball outfit and he's got a bat and a ball and he's in the living room. And all you see is the bat, the ball, and then the next page is the broken vase with the ball, and David's in the corner. No, David! And then you turn the page, and it's David coming into his mom's arms. Yes, David, I still love you. That's our God. It doesn't matter how many pages in your life you have tramped dirt across the carpet. You've jumped on the bed. You've left the room messy. You've chewed with your mouth open. You've picked your nose. Yes, David, I still love you. You cannot outdo the love of God. And so in this season, church, personally and as a body, let us return to our God with all our heart. Because the best way to exercise our own muscles of forgiveness is to fully embrace the forgiveness we have been given and learn to forgive like our God. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for your abundant wonderful, never-stopping, never-ending love for us. Thank you for those words, even now. Anyone here today who is struggling with turning to God, struggling with your past or your present, Lord, let them hear those words, even now. And let all of us turn to you to know that great love and forgiveness and restoration that we find in you. We ask this in the name of our beautiful Savior, Jesus. Amen.